welcome back to Wickedness True Crime and the Freaking Unknown. And the Freaking Unknown. I'm Lenny. And I'm Matt. And you're Matt. I am. And I hope we everybody's. Are the hosts. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we is. And speaking of the name of our podcast, and particularly the word unknown, and when you think about that, it drives us all crazy with curiosity. No. Anything unknown to us, right? As humans, no. we are curious. We want to know what it is. We want to find it. We want revelation. No, because if it's unknown, then I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> then why is our podcast name <laughs> and the unknown? Because we are things discovering, that we, not- <laughs> we are discovering the things that we don't know about. That's what yet. I was about to say. <laughs> things that we we're discovering them, and as we do, they become un not known or. Okay, never yeah, mind. Yeah, just skip that. <laughs> Known. <laughs> I was getting excited there. Uh, that little bit of wine helps me. Yeah? Yeah. It helped me too. Now I'm drinking some sweet tea. Water. <laughs> like I need it, all that sugar from the wine and then the sweet tea. But anyway, I mean, two, I watch shows because of curiosity and intrigue. I think a lot of people do. And what I mean by that is we watch plenty of supernatural shows or there's tons of them out there. Like Supernatural. Yep. Freaking love that show. Sam and Dean action. So, so sad it's over, but yes. Right? But all good things must come to an end. Mysterious hunts for creatures. You see all those shows, like looking for Bigfoot. Heck yeah. Out there. You watch the show and you never find them, but you just keep watching them, right? Yeah. No, they never find them. They never find them, but you want to watch them. (laughs) And I might have got a little ahead of myself and say something (laughs) like that here, but I don't know. That's like on Expedition Unknown. Weren't we Mm -hmm. talking about this like a week ago or something? Yeah. Expedition Unknown. Like, you can't stop watching, but they never find whatever it is they they set out to find. Yeah. Well, too, and other shows like UFOs, and I love watching that phenomena. Yeah. Just checking those things out. Ancient aliens. Ancient aliens. I swear there is a way to come up with a drinking game for that show. Every time the crazy-haired guy blames it on the Bible or, or says something that has to do with the Bible on aliens or... Every time he says that the the pyramids were built by an alien or anything to that effect. Yeah. You got to take a shot. It's in every right. show. And you'd be laid up. You would be laid so over drunk. and feeling so Two bad. Two seconds the next day. in. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's but, not a good idea. But really, yeah, with all the shows out there, you can't keep count of everything, which is, which is fun if you like that sort of thing, which we do. And some of those shows display intriguing things that you're kind of, ooh, I didn't know that. A little bit of discovery there. Uh, but the end, you still kind of feel empty inside, right? A little disappointed. Yeah. Like, I just... Like, why can't they find something just once? To- yeah, just, just once. once. But then, you know, you're like, well, that would already have made it on the news big time, and we would already know if it was something like they found an actual Bigfoot, and here it is. I have seen Bigfoot. Yeah? I have. Really? On TV. Uh, yeah. Harry and the Harry, Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> So, uh, though, quickly, we are once again intrigued, though, typically, too, once we're kind of let down on the next mystery, right? We go to the next all the time. We're always searching for that. And I say all that to get a little into today's episode of wearing a mask. Like we have to do with Mm -hmm. with COVID-19? Yeah. Oh, yeah. To hide one's identity or Uh to keep us (laughs) hopefully safe. I was going to say, I'm not trying to hide my identity. (laughs) But I do remember like a little over a year ago Mm -hmm. when we were free to not wear a mask everywhere we went. 
if you try to wear a mask into a place like a bank. Oh yeah, that's it that's was bad. frowned that's on. Bad news. Yeah. You just don't do those things. Nope. But now you do. That's now true. you get in trouble if you don't wear your mask into right. the bank. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. You could throw everybody off and go in there and hold them up without a mask on. Um, what? <laughs> I don't know why, but I mean, they'd be like, shouldn't you be wearing a mask? They'd be so distracted yeah. by that that they forget <laughs> to look at your features. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah. I don't think that's how it would work. I know. It wouldn't work out so well. <laughs> but in the past, there's been shows like The Lone Ranger, right? Wore a mask yeah. to hide the identity. There's Zorro. Oh, yeah. So definitely like to cover the their... the sexy Antonio Banderas Zorro? Well, maybe. If you want to go that route, go that route. If that's what it leads you to, when you think of that mask, go with Zorro All right. and Antonio Banderas. <laughs> All right, yeah, but so it, was, it leads to intrigue. Like, who is this masked man? Who are they? Mm. Right? So some have worn masks so people can't see their scars or hidden hideous face. Ooh, Phantom of the Opera. True. And while others have worn their masks to have someone think they are someone else or someone that they are not, they're trying like to do. Like during Halloween? Yeah. When we put on a costume? Right. For sure. Definitely. That's a good one. I mean, let's face it. Wearing a mask lets you become someone else, uh, a different person maybe than who you really are, right? Right. So you can you can just dress up, like like you said, for Halloween and and act a certain way and be be something else. just yeah. Just for fun. And I believe this one, uh, this one reason for the fun, of course, Halloween, dressing up, and you could think of masquerades, masquerade yeah. balls also. And speaking of masquerade ball masks, we purchased a couple of those from a great artist while we were in New Orleans. Yes, Which we, we mentioned, did. we've been to New Orleans in one of our other podcasts uh, recently. And <clears throat> my mask has this like Groot tree type feel to it. Oh, it's so it? cool though. Yeah. It yeah, is it's, really it's, awesome. it's pretty neat. And then Lenny's real colorful, has these horns on yeah. it, kind of up at the Cirque top. Cirque du Soleil type yes. mask. As a matter of fact, that was the, the maker that makes those for... Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, made that, that your mask, correct? Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's pretty neat. So, you know, you think of some movies out there, like what are some other, what are some movies out there where they wear a mask? Maybe some that you kind of enjoyed, if you could think, or just randomly. Well, like Legend, mm-hmm. or not Legend, sorry, no. Um, Labyrinth. Labyrinth. My bad. Yeah. yeah. The movie Labyrinth, when she gets, she eats the peach and she gets sucked into the, the masquerade ball type mm-hmm. thing. And they're all wearing masks mm-hmm. in there. And there are other areas, you know, where the goblins are wearing masks and so is the Goblin King or whatever. Why are they but wearing anyway. a mask in that, do you think? Um, well, what, in that one yeah, in the, in part? Well, that part or in the movie? Well, I don't know. It's just. Just because? Just the movie. It was just the movie. Yeah. That's what they did. I mean, they're puppets and stuff. It's not. But what's a movie like for intent of wearing a mask? Like, why did they wear the mask? Are you pre- Are you like trying to? I'm quiz quizzing me? you here. I don't appreciate your quizzes. <laughs> point break. Point break. Okay. They wore the president. Why mask. you gotta steal mine? Because that's my favorite. That's my favorite. One of my favorite movies, I could say, and one of my favorite, or probably is my favorite movie of guys wearing a mask. Yeah, with the, the but they they had an intent to to hide rob their identity to hide their so they identity. could rob a bank, there which is what go. we were just talking about, right? And some, well, I guess, a newer one was The Purge, all the different mm-hmm. Purge movies. Oh yeah, you think of Halloween, Halloween wearing yep, a mask. Definitely. There's tons out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of movies out Mostly there. Mostly scary movies, though. Like Mostly Happy Death Day. 
Yeah. Which was kind of a cheesy, corny, scary movie, but yeah, you know, he wore that baby mask or whatever. It was. You think about that? Yeah, a mask is either it's hiding identity uh, to put fear in somebody, mm-hmm. scare someone, uh, of course, be somebody else, possibly. Yeah. So there's lots of reasons why people in history have wore masks. So, anyways, we're going to get into today's episode, and that's the man in the iron mask, oh, 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 oh. which we know there's a movie <laughs> out there. Yeah, we're not well. talking about the movie though. We're not doing a Man in the Iron Dude, Mask, Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> movie review. If that's really what you planned for, doing the movie review. we're done. Nope. <laughs> All right, so let's get to it. So during the reign of King Louis the Fourteenth, what 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 the Fourteenth, a mysterious man was locked away in the notorious Bastille. In notorious, the not notorious. <laughs> sorry. I'm slurring my speech. <laughs> Notorious Bastille and a few other French prisons. It was a man in the Iron Mask held captive from the end of the 17th century to the beginning of the 18th century. Wow, that's a long time. Yep, and the enigmatic. I can't even... That could be a month, babe, if you think about it. I was being sarcastic. Shut your mouth. <laughs> Maybe it was. Maybe it was. <laughs> enigmatic. Prisoner still raises up images of political intrigue, deadly betrayal, and historical mysteries. Well, I this mean, man like, in Iron Mask. Yeah, I mean, it does because look, they even made a full on movie with oh, yeah. a theory behind it, you know? Well, there's been books. We'll get to that. There's another a TV series, which I'll talk about it yeah. very fast. Not a whole lot, um, but it's there. So we'll talk about that. So definitely good point to bring up for sure because we'll, we'll be covering that. Uh, both his cell. Where he stayed captive and his mask were perhaps the most infamous things that the man, then the man himself, excuse me. And then, of course, his nameless face obviously led to questions about his identity later on. Was he a nobleman? Is he a prince? Is he a political rival? Or could he have just been a valet in the wrong place at the wrong time? Okay. So, so things to think about. Are you going to, are you going to explain why his, his jail cell and his, Mask were more infamous than him. Yeah, I okay. will. Don't you worry. I'll get there. Because that got me right there. I'm I'll like, leave well, you. How? Well, one, I will. I'll go ahead and t- I'll spill the beans. How about that? Oh, no, no, just, just do your thing. But okay. I'm just curious. Well, if I don't say something and I don't get to that, then remind me. And if I don't cover it as you're, I will try. That pleases you. <laughs> <laughs> Why was he in prison? All right. Well, why was he in prison? <laughs> who was and he? who was this man? Oh. Yeah. Yep. You covered it. <laughs> Thanks. So while we may never know who the true identity is of this masked man, we do know a few facts. Dum dum dum. So wait, they don't know who he is. For real. Well, they, they never... what would you let me get to okay, the story okay, of this podcast? Okay, Jeez. I'll shut up. <laughs> All right. Jeez, man. Before taking up residence at the dreaded Bastille. And for a better understanding of what the Bastille was, it was a medieval armory fortress and a political prison known as the Bastille, representing the royal authority of the center of Paris. (laughs) So as we know, too, uh, some of us through history, maybe the storming of the Bastille occurred in Paris, France, and and on the afternoon of 14 July of 1789, the prison contained only seven inmates at the time of the storming, but was seen by the revolutionaries as a symbol of the monarchy's abuse of power. Its fall was the flashpoint of the French Revolution. Hmm. So pretty interesting there. In France... In what way? That's so boring. 
Well, I had that it started that it was a they were saying, hey, that's the flashpoint. When that happened, that's when they count as the French Revolution starting. You, uh, definitely, there's a lot of underpinnings and other underworkings. I'm sure way before that, but yeah, like starving your people and things like that. Yep. Okay. Probably. So in France, 14 July is the national day, usually called Bastille Day in English. The mass man, other than being held at Bastille, was held in small prisons off the coast of Cannes called, I'm going to mess up these words. That's okay. You just Saint pronounce it like a Texan. Marguerite. It was first constructed in 1617, but it didn't become a state prison until 1685. Saint Marguerite. Marguerite. Saint Marguerite. <laughs> Thank you. Like a margarita, baby. Yeah. One of the most infamous prisoners was, who we're talking about today, is the man in the iron mask, who was said to be held there during some time in the 1680s. Wow. The man in the iron mask was locked up at St. what? Marguerite. Marguerite. Before he was transferred to the other jails, and this place was on an island. So basically like Alcatraz, because oh. I looked it up too, and you could see um, off on an island right there off of the coast of France. That's cool. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe not. I think it's cool. Yeah. It's pretty, except for the prison and being let's locked go, up. That let's go suck. there. Let's go check it out. Okay. Let's do it. The man in the iron mask was watched by a former musketeer. Can you say that name? Nope. Good. Benin de Saint-Mars. De Saint-Mars? Benign? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> it's like one of those... Benoit thing. Benoit. And Benoit. Like Benoit. Donut thing. <laughs> I don't know. Can't say it. So, yes, he was watched by a former musketeer and spent time locked up in the Pig Pignarol and Exiles Fortresses. It is recorded in 16... 16- <laughs> don't even go there. Don't laugh at me. I'm trying here, okay? I know you are. I'm sorry. <laughs> I is- couldn't say it either. I'm laughing, though, because, yeah, that's... Yeah, some of these words here, but it, it, it gets better. Not like better and worse, like harder and more of them, but I won't have to be pronouncing all these <laughs> as much, hopefully. So it was recorded in 1698 by a Bastille official that St. Mars, the musketeer, finally arrived at the infamous, infamous prison with a mysterious inmate who was always masked and whose name is never pronounced. Hmm. Secrecy was strictly kept for the man in the iron mask. Interestingly... The iron detail may have even been part of the legend added later, as some have claimed that the mask was actually made of velvet. Mm. However, regardless of the mask material, St. Mars refused to say a word to anyone about his inmate and what he did to end up in the slammer. Wow, if it wasn't an iron mask, but it was actually just a velvet mask, that's cool. Yeah. But why didn't the guy just take it off? I don't know. And say, hey, I'm so-and-so. Right. But he was like the in the musketeer. I mean, he like till his deathbed, like honored whatever they told him. Don't you do not mention his name. You do not let him take off his mask or or what have you. I wonder if he even knew who he really was. He may have not even known, mm-hmm. so he couldn't say anything anyway. Right, which would be tell smart. If you don't know. True. Yeah. A minister named Barbazou, Barbazé, Barbazo, Barbazo. Yeah, I like that. Barbazo wrote to Saint Mars in November of 1697, saying this, quote, You have only to watch over the security of all your prisoners without ever explaining to anyone what is that your prisoner of long standing did. It can be said St. Mars achieved his goal. 
The true identity of the man and the crimes for which he was punished will probably never be known. But, but of course, that didn't stop people from trying to guess who this masked man was. No, we still guess. <clears throat> we still do. Yeah. To this day. And as mentioned earlier from the Bastille prison and before it was stormed, but before the Bastille became a symbol of the country's freedom from hierarchical oppression, it was a hulking symbol of royal power. The man in the iron mask spent his final years here in the Parisian stronghold, watched over by St. Mars. Parisian? Parisian, sorry. I got that. <laughs> How? Uh, <laughs> You're such a Texan. I just, I do it for the podcasters. <laughs> I do it so they can be like, no, he's saying it wrong. <laughs> and it just irks them. All right, I'm glad you have a purpose. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's my lie, and I'm sticking to it. I like it. So recent documents from 2015 suggest that the former musketeer diverted most of the funds for the supporting up supporting the prisoner's cell to his own pockets. Isn't that kind of wild? That's nuts, yeah. It is, well, and I don't know why in his own pockets because the guy didn't have very much, but it is said the Bastille cell only contained a mat for sleeping, so it could not have been a pleasant stay. Even after his death in 1703, the very memory of the man in iron mask was subject to being erased. His clothes were quickly burned uh, right at daylight, and his cell was scraped in whitewash to hide any trace of his identity that he may have left behind. So like they if just he totally like, wiped him, just wipe him clean. Like if he had tried to maybe scratch his name and do yeah. it. Yep. But if he had done anything like that all these years later, wouldn't you think it had been discovered? Well, you would think so. So he probably done it. No. So the French uh, bureaucratic system worked very hard to ensure not even or excuse me, no one ever knew the real story behind this man. And but it but it didn't take long for theories to emerge. So we'll get into some theories here. Okay. Do you like theories? I like theories. Yes. I like I have a theory. The, I like theories. What? I don't have a theory. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. Okay. Well you have to the end of the show to come up with one. I have a theory that it was a twin and that they both looked like Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That could be your theory. Okay. So now we will get into these theories about who this man could have been. So who was the man in the iron mask? The guesses are numbered, and they actually say in the hundreds over the centuries, uh, from the plausible, of course, to crazy far-fetched stuff out there. Historians, I mean, it could have been Leonardo DiCaprio this whole time. Um, Just I kidding. I think so. <laughs> So, maybe maybe it was Dracula. Oh, maybe it was a vampire. A I mean, they had to keep him in an iron mask and locked in a cell so that yeah. he didn't kill people and make more other little vampires. Right. Ooh, I like my theory. Mm, okay, I like stick into it. it. Yeah. Historians particularly point to two men as the most often suspected identities behind the the iron mask. Uh, the first being Ercole Matteo. Matteo. Is that your name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and secondly, Ustoche Dago. <laughs> I'm just having fun with this, Mustache. everyone. No, <laughs> Mustache <kidding>. Dagger. <laughs> oh the former was an Italian count who betrayed Louis XIV politically in the 1670s. His name was very similar to an alias often used by the man in the Iron Mask, Marcoli. On top of that, uh, Louis XIV's descendants, Louis XV and the Sixteenth, both claimed that the famous prisoner was an Italian nobleman. No wonder Matteo was in the hot seat for one 
or who was thought of who could be this mysterious man in this mask. Hmm. Dum, dum, dum. Because the king was offended by him? Yep. Well, I guess, if you know, if you're the king of France at the time, you can do what you want, right? True. However, Matteo died in 1694, which was years before the man in the iron mask passed away. And remember, it was known that the man in the iron mask passed in 1703, is uh is what folks know. Mm-hmm. And so that's why many experts agree that Dalguer is more likely the candidate. Now as for as far as him, Dalguer, he was reportedly a valet arrested for unclear reasons in 1669. While some say the valet was someone implicated in a political scandal, others say he wasn't a valet at all. He's also been uh painted as a debauched nobleman or even a failed assassin, but regardless of his former occupation, Daguerre had been imprisoned in several fortresses, and he was once transported between prisoners, or excuse me, prisons in a covered chair so that, that passerbys would not see his face. And when he was first arrested, orders were given to jailers to threaten him with death if he speaks one word except about his actual needs. So he could only say food, yep. butter, piss. Yep. Wow. Just... Just the basics of, hey, I need food, I'm hungry. Shower. Need something to drink, yep. Did they have showers back then? Bath, whatever they did, yeah. I don't know. Interestingly, the great thinker Voltaire put forth a different theory that the prisoner may have been the brother of Louis the Fourteenth. Heck yeah. So Voltaire also specified that the mask was made of iron, describing it as such. The chin of the mask was made of steel springs, allowing the prisoner to eat without removing it. Here is where we get the man in the iron mask, Mythos with his own theory. So Voltaire brought that into play. Voltaire. Voltaire, excuse me. I mean, I am just not You are speaking on right. it. You yeah. are on it, yeah. I'm trying. Also, what is interesting is the Dutch people who were fighting the French during the Nine Years' War hoped to cause discord by spreading a rumor that the man in the iron mask was the true father of the king. He was. You think? No. No? That's theory. <laughs> I don't know. This rumor uh, took root because Louis the Fourteenth was born very late into his parents' marriage. This was enough for some, some folks to be convinced that his mother may have taken a lover to provide France with an heir. Further, this had the double effect of besmirching the king's um, <clears throat> mother while also painting her son as a bastard and, by extension, an illegitimate ruler. So just think if they would have said... Uh, who the identity was of this masked man, and it would have remedied a lot of heartache, right? Uh, if it were this valet, like yeah. causing all this strife, like the Dutch and the Dutch. I mean, of course they're fighting, so we're going to come up with this whole storyline here, just because of nine the Nine Years' War to mess with the French people. Hmm. Um, but you know, ruining lives. Well, I mean, to a to a degree, you're on, you're on a war, so mm-hmm. why wouldn't you yeah and yeah that's, slander them all exactly? They hit him away, right? And why not just kill the guy? Was he, what do you think? Like, was he some pawn for them? Like, why would you keep this guy alive? If you're going to cover his identity and he can't really speak, you don't know his name, you have him have a mask, like, why even have this guy? I mean, I what know. would your, what would you think? I mean, I don't either, really. Why do we keep people on death row? Waiting well, yeah, on, but. But I, no, I'm serious. Like. Why do we waste taxpayers' well, dollars and do keep s- people on death row? Why do we give them all these chances to prove their... I mean, mm-hmm. well, I don't know what they were thinking back well, in the 1600s. Two, well, they are just two, doing their thing. I have two 
reasons. One would be, hey, if we need to use him for something like he was, maybe a political pawn or something like that. Or two, we're going to make it so bad for you, it's worse than death, is we'll just keep you alive, and you'll have one single mat that you get to sleep on, and you'll have a mask that you wear, and no one's going to know your identity. We're just going to, we're going to, you're going to live with no existence. We're just going to wipe you clean, but you're going to, you're going to stay alive. We're not going to kill you. Mm-hmm. So I would think maybe that could be a reason. Maybe. But it's definitely an eternal mystery for sure. And although the iron or velvet mask was meant to condemn the prisoners with lifelong um, anonymity in his jail cell, it is also it also gave him notoriety that still persists to this day. More than 300 years later, he, he still, uh, or people still want to know who the identity of this guy was. Yeah, I want to know Everybody. who he was. So the question has inspired writers, actors, and other creatives to produce artwork illustrating their theories in varying degrees of success. So during the 19th century, the French author Alexandre Dumas tackled the question in his historical novels. Dumas theorized that the prisoner was King Louis XIV's twin brother, Philippe, imprisoned to simply uh, simplify the throne's inheritance and keep Louis XIV in power. Right? So you probably have heard that one. Well, I think everybody I think who's seen, seen the movie knows you that think? story. <laughs> no. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. Or read a, a Dumas book. Even though Dumas' uh, story was just based on one theory, it would eventually inspire more modern depictions, which, like you said, a movie including a 1998 one starring Leonardo DiCaprio. In the film version, Louis XIV is portrayed as a villain interested only in money and betting women while his country stars. In the movie, the royal is also completely responsible for the unique punishment of the mask. The torture device is doled out for the sin of his brother, the sins his brother commits, and the sin of sharing his face. So meanwhile, there's a TV series called Versailles, which follows the early days of the magnificent French palace, portrays Louis XIV's brother as being obsessed with the man in the iron mask. And actor, there's an actor here, Alexander Vlahos, who plays the king's brother, Philippe, commented, when the writer came up to me and said that um, that was the storyline for the year, I thought, how are we going to release this? And he asked the question because no one really knows for sure who this who this guy really is. So he's going to play a brother in the TV series, Philippe, as the, this man in the Iron Mask, possibly. But why are we going to do that? Because no one really even knows you know who this mm. is. And sometimes you think about that too. When you when you put these, it, does it make it a reality for people? They think well, that's what I'm it was. I'm sure it does. You know? I'm sure it convinces. But that's where you got to let people make up their own minds or whatever, but you got to, like people need to understand reality versus fiction. fiction. Yeah, drama. Drama. Like Dramatization. It's for TV. It's some it's historical for... fiction. There's probably, there is some things that are right. Probably in the show. Oh, I'm sure. And same with the movie. I'm sure there are certain things that are correct. Mm-hmm. Like there was a Louis the Fourteenth. Yeah. And he, I, I don't know. Was he nice? I don't know. I don't know. Probably but not. But I'm just saying, you gotta know. You gotta be able to, in your head, be able to differentiate. So if you choose to believe that this movie or these shows are fact, that's on you. Yeah. That's not on the creators. Right. So anyway, that's my two yeah. cents. So whether they take it as a reality or not, that's up to you. Sure. That's up to them. Yeah. It, 
Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled by what? Don't be fooled by fiction. No, don't be fooled by... That's stupid. That's like when Orson Welles released his War of the Worlds way back when. Oh, yeah. Over the radio. And people thought it was real. And they literally killed themselves and killed their families before they realized that it was a Halloween prank. Yeah. Like that's a that's big bad. deal. That's wh- you got to be able to take a walk outside, look around <laughs> before you're killing yourself yeah, and your family. Yeah, you know horrible. what I'm saying? Like use your use your head, use yeah, your brain. Yeah, for sure. So one man used his brain, and he thinks he might have revealed hmm. who this man in the iron mask or velvet mask is 350 years later. So the author Paul. Why did he do a DNA test? I don't know what he did. <laughs> I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The author, Paul Sonino, a professor of history at the University of California, Santa Barbara, claims he has uncovered the real identity of the mysterious man in the iron mask these some 350 years. The man in the iron mask was a prisoner arrested in 1669 and held in the Bastille and other French jails more than three decades until his death of 1703, which we talked about a little bit earlier. Mm Mm-hmm. So now historians are pretty much in agreement that his name is Ustache Daguerre, that he only occasionally wore the mask, and that when he did wear a mask, it was velvet, not iron. So Nino said in a statement, they also they are also quite sure that he was a valet. What they have not been able to figure out whose valet he was and for what possible reasons he he was held under tight security for over 30 years. So they, you know, I guess other historians, they've kind of come to an agreement that it's probably this this one valet guy just pointing to, but they to some know. of the facts. But they're not. Yeah, when I was reading this, they're not. This led me to still know who who was the man in the iron mask. And a how little could bit. they possibly actually yeah. know if they burned his clothes and what did they do with his body? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So how can Stuck you just, I mean, you're just assuming still. Everyone yeah. is still just assuming. Exactly. I hate when people come out and be like, we agree. Yeah. Well, what the, what's your basis? Like, <laughs> what? All right. And really, honestly, and I'd have to, so he has a book, The Search for the Man in the Iron Mask, a historical detective story um, that leads the reader through the historical records, correspondence regarding the prisoner and other aspects of his investigation. So to really to dig in and to feel like, hey, he's on to something. I'd have to read his book. And then, you know, if you're really taking a deep dive, you're kind of looking at the, some of the articles and things that he's found, like his, the books and all that, mm-hmm. um, and where he went. And he probably went there to investigate. So through his research, Sonino determined that Daguerre was a valet for the treasurer of Cardinal Mazarin, who was principal minister of France during Louis XIV's early life. Mazarin accumulated a large fortune, and Sonino believes the valet thought that some of the money was stolen. When Sonino was able to determine that Mazarin had ripped off some of his huge fortune from the previous king and queen of England, Sonino said Daguerre must have blabbed at the wrong time, and he was, inform- uh, he was informed when arrested that, he, that if he revealed his identity to anyone, he would immediately be killed. And how this writer found that or think is this just speculation or what, but that's his thoughts at least as for why the man in the iron mask identity has remained veiled throughout history. So Nino said the blame lies with the historians who insist on making it antiseptic, moralistic and sensible life doesn't make sense. He says 
Humans are much more complicated than that. So on November 19th of 1703, a tomb in the Bastille St. Paul Cemetery welcomed the corpse of a man who has spent almost the last four decades of his life in various prisons of France. He is without a doubt one of the most famous prisoners in French history, even though nobody knows why he had to spend four, thir, excuse me, 35 years in prison, reportedly in near-perfect isolation and often with his face covered. Wow. So, yeah. That's just crazy. So, again, there's hundreds of people or, that they thought could have been it. They really nailed it down to two, and then the last year they think it's this Dalguerre, who was a valet uh, for this cardinal, is what this uh, author was saying. But people have said valet on this Dalguer. He pointed to, and I'm sure he, of course, he's researching and getting it from something else, but it was from this cardinal uh, that he worked for. And this cardinal stole this money from, from England, the king and queen of England, and then he's hushed. We'll kill you if you say anything. Yada, 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 so on and so forth. That's just crazy. Mm-hmm. So the mystery's still a little bit alive. Even if it was him, the mystery is alive of like, why? Right. So. And no one knows. Like, no, like you said, yeah. they're just speculating. I think so. Doesn't sound like anyone's actually said mm-hmm. this is the guy. No. But when I ask you what, what happened to his body, now you're you're like, I don't know. But then you say he's Oh, in I, the forgot, tomb I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> so they could have done DNA testing. They could, they could have tried to figure out who he is that way. But Well, or yeah, they could figure out who he is or lineage, you know, other family members that they could find, you know, DNA. Since there's a lot of that being done. Yep. Do some pro- DNA project. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm yawning. No, you're good. It's been a long day. <laughs> it has been such a long day. I'm going to be okay, though. But, so that's it. That's it. Wrapping up today's. Wrapping it up. This week's episode of Man in the Iron Mask. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> oh, thanks for listening. As always, you guys, we really uh, hope you guys keep coming back to listen to us. And we hope you're following us on Instagram at Wickedness, True Crime, and the Unknown or something like that. Is that what it is on yeah, Instagram? Yeah, that's it. You got it. On Instagram. Instagram. Wickedness. True Wickedness. crime. Yeah, I think it is. Anyway, yeah, Matt didn't write this part down for me, so I'm going to kind of wing it. So check out our website at wickednesstruecrimeandtheunknown.com. Follow us on Anchor or check out our, our listen to our podcast on Anchor at Wickedness True Crime. Or no, sorry. It's anchor.fm slash wickedness. And you yeah. can also support us wow, on you're doing Anchor good. by clicking on the support button if you feel like doing that. And you can get us on our email at wickednesstruecrimeandtheunknown at yahoo.com. And I think that's I think that about wraps it. it up. I think that covers I got it. Them. I don't know. I hope so. Anyway, if you guys really want to reach out to us and I didn't cover it correctly, you can go and listen to any other episode prior to this one. And you're going to get the information you need to get a hold of us. So if I got it wrong, go back and listen to another episode. And that's how we get get you to listen to other episodes. That's right. It's a con. I was totally making you go back and listen to other episodes. (laughs) Go check them out. (laughs) Anyway, thanks for listening to us. And we hope to uh, see you guys next week. Yep. Thank you. Bye. Bye.